and welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am your host, Mary McCartney, and this is where we talk about all things related to living the life you are meant to live. The other day, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she had commented about some of the decisions that were facing her and how she felt about you know, what would happen if she decided to do one thing or the other. And her comment really kind of struck me as someplace I'd already been before myself. And it's kind of like, well, if everything changes, then I have to start over again. And I know I felt that way at one point. And there were times when, you know, anyone who knows my story knows that, you know, I had uh, some challenges. Let's just leave it at that. Um, And yeah, many times I felt like maybe I was starting over again. But over the years, I've realized that that wasn't really the case. What I found is that the next time, whether it's the second, the third, the tenth, it really doesn't matter because we're in transition a lot from, you know, different phases of our life. So are we really starting from scratch? No, of course not, because we've grown a lot. We have learned some lessons, hopefully. I know there are people who think um, we just keep in the same loop until we've learned a lesson. And once we've learned the lesson, then we get caught up into a new loop. I don't know what your philosophy is. I just know that we've learned a lot along the way. And hopefully, the lessons that are hard learned stay with us. And we don't want to repeat those mistakes, if you will. But because of that, because we've had those lessons and those experiences, we've learned. And so those lessons really become part of who we are now. So we're not starting from scratch. We now have, for lack of a better word, let's say an inventory of lessons, an inventory of things that we've learned that are going to move us further down the road in our journey. So the other part of that too, though, is not just the lessons, but we've all had experiences, things that have enriched our lives, things that we've learned maybe as well, but shared with other people. One of the things that I discovered many years ago when I was teaching high school is that a lot of students came with a variety of foundations, if you will. Some of them had traveled abroad and seen lots of things and and been beyond their own little sphere or their own little world of their neighborhood. Others had not. So the mix of students coming into the classroom really added in terms of discussion when those who had those experiences could share more of their own personal viewpoints. They had grown. Their perspectives had changed. They saw the world through different lenses than the ones who had not been able to break out of the neighborhood, if you will. So we come to new beginnings, if you want to call them that. I don't have a problem with the terms. They're words. They are new beginnings. But we're not coming to the beginning, to the starting line empty. We now have more in our toolkit. So if we're looking to make some changes, We need to identify what it is that we are now bringing as opposed to starting from scratch. And I just wonder how many people really feel stuck, maybe trapped, that they don't want to make any changes for fear of that that mental concept of having to start from scratch. 
I challenge you today, if you're one of those people, if that has been your mindset, has it been holding you back? Maybe you want to take another look. When I was teaching high school, I talked to many students who were in the process of preparing resumes for looking for work. And many of them didn't know what to put on the resumes. They really felt that they didn't have anything to offer that they hadn't had that first job, that they didn't have any experiential knowledge that they could put down. And it wasn't until we started talking about their personal lives. What have they done? Did they volunteer somewhere? Did they help out a neighbor? Um, Had they been part of an organization? Big brothers, big sisters, or uh, perhaps brownies, guides, scouts, whatever. There were opportunities to provide skill-based learning through those experiences, and they were not to be ignored because it gave them the sum total of who they were. Maybe it was their first job. Maybe they didn't have sort of the formal work experience, but there was a lot that they could offer. Maybe they just even looked after their siblings while parents worked. All of those things measured up in terms of extra knowledge, experience, responsibility, and were important. And maybe, you know, we're not looking at our lives the same way. Maybe there are things that we are overlooking that are in our toolkit. I challenge you to take a look. What is it you've done in the past? What is it that you have acquired? You're not the same person that you were when you first left school. You have gained, grown, and learned a lot in the process. So we have our experiential knowledge. We have our lessons learned. But we also have, probably, I would think, more peer support, family, friends, those around us that we've learned along the way to share a reciprocal relationship with. Maybe you've been their shoulder for a time, and now they will be yours. We all need support. Many years ago, when I found that I was on my own, basically, uh, raising four boys, pretty much by myself, I really felt kind of abandoned again, that I really didn't have the peer support or the friendships that I had hoped to have. It took some time to build that. It it wasn't an overnight um, event, but one of the things that I did realize is that there were all kinds of people who had written some amazing books that could be my support. Simply by going to the library, checking out those books and finding out that there was a lot of wisdom in that. And now I tend to have a wisdom literature list that I share with my clients or with people in the audience that I speak with that perhaps maybe they're needing the words from someone else who can support them and show them a way to problem solve, get them into a better place than where they were or where they are at that current time. I know that's what I needed and I was ever so grateful, but then I love to read and it was easy for me. Today, there are a lot of organizations that are available to reach out to just for the asking. And that's the hard thing to do. It's when we're stuck, when we need help, is to reach out and ask. And that is such an important skill to learn. And once we acquire that skill, 
well, there's almost no stopping us. So we can approach a new circumstance, a new situation and say, you know, I'm going to need some help with this. And there will be different people that you will go to for different things. Some of them might be family. Some of them might be friends. Some of them might be colleagues from work that you've um, had in a relationship, maybe even in the past. But depending on what it is you're striving to do, you were, you're going bound to look for like-minded individuals, people who understand. For instance, if you want a career change, Maybe not so much go and speak to the people who are in the current career that you have, but perhaps seek out those people who are working in that area that you want to, you know, transition to. They could tell you, you know, some of the things to be mindful of when you're entering into that, give you some tips. I know when I decided that I needed more education in order to have a better job in order to raise my children then I sought to go back to school. I had dropped out of high school and then I needed further education. So one of the best things that I could ever have done in that circumstance was to go and find out if it was doable. Was this possible? I'd be leaving a job and taking up debt, taking up grants for one year only. The rest would be loans. What is the feasibility of that? Well, truthfully, I didn't have enough information to make that decision. So I needed to go and find out the information. And so I sought uh, an audience with the uh, financial aid officer at the university who spelled out exactly what the financial picture would be for me as a university student, especially as a mature student with a family. It was in that process of discovering that I could do that. The income would be about the same as my, what I was getting working, but it would be necessary to pay it back. But on the understanding that when I walked out with the degrees to be a teacher and compare the salary of that position, then it was certainly very doable. One of the best decisions I ever made. But if I had said, I don't know how that works. So I'm not going to try. I'm, I'm, I don't know how to do this. I'm sure it's too difficult for me. Uh, and made a decision based on information I didn't have. And I feel that from my experience with talking to some people, that's what they've done. They have forgotten what it is that they have experienced and what they've learned along the way and think they're starting from scratch and taking their own opinions. Now, there are a lot of things that we're opinionated about. I, I get that. You know, I can be pretty opinionated. And I can say that because I think we're all opinionated. I definitely have met a lot of opinionated people. And uh, we all have our own viewpoint. However, we need to entertain the fact that maybe we're wrong. Maybe our viewpoint can be wrong. We don't have enough information in some cases to make an intelligent decision. So I challenge you. If you're facing something right now and, you know, you're making decisions based on half-truths, mistruths, myths, um, that's a mouthful to say, but you don't have the considered opinion of those in the know, then I challenge you to go and find out. I've always said to my students when I was teaching that information tends to be free. 
oh, sure, you know, it costs a lot of money to take all kinds of courses. That's true. But general information is usually pretty free. And now that we have the internet, you know, beyond limits, there is all kinds out there for you. Not only that, but all kinds of people who are available at the click of your mouse. Reach out to them. Many would be flattered that you are interested enough to learn about them and ask them questions. So there's really not much of an excuse to back away and say, I can't do anything to change my circumstances because I don't want to start from scratch. I challenge you to not think that way anymore because we're not starting from scratch. Whatever age you happen to be at and you're making, you know, maybe a transitional change, then take a look at your past experiences, your past knowledge. Look at the people around you. Who do you know? Who who could be your allies? Where could you go and get the kind of information that would serve you to make good decisions? Now, one of the other things I'd like to talk about just before I close here is our decision-making model. Does anybody really teach us how to make a decision? When was the last time you actually had a conversation with someone about the process of making a decision? Many, many people I've talked to over the years of my workshops talk about the pros and cons list. Well, I've done a lot of those in my time, that is for sure. But I always find that I tend to have an outcome in mind. I know what I want the decision to be. So I tend to skew it. And maybe you do too. Think about this for a minute. You have your pros, you have your cons, and you list them accordingly. Do you ever pad the list once you're done? I mean, the first thoughts, the first superficial two or three come out pretty easily. But then to try and really dig deep, to find those real meaningful thoughts, those important opinions or views or considerations that you have, do you then dig harder for the side that you really want to win? I really want to do this, so I'm going to really strain my brain to try and think of as many cons as I can. I really want to do this. Well, if you really want to do this and you're going to skew the pros and cons list, then what's the point? When we make a decision, we need to really consider all aspects of it. I teach something called the Cartesian logic, and it deals with four quadrants, a four part of of the decision-making process. So it'd be, what will happen if I do this? What won't happen if I do this? And then it's, what will happen if I don't do this? What won't happen if I don't do this? If you really try that and you consider those four parts of the decision-making process, I think you'll find that it's very hard to skew the results that it really prompts different level of thinking skills. It's much more critical. It's much more in depth. 
And you probably would find you're less likely to fool yourself into, you know, throwing the dice any which way just so just to get what you want. Because sometimes what we want isn't really what we want. I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was that said this, but they said, what people want is the hardest question to answer because it's almost an endless question. What do you want? Well, you start talking about some of the things you want and your mind goes off into the different tangents thinking, what would happen if that's what you got? And then it's kind of like, well, this is what I want. Oh, no, 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 maybe maybe I don't. Well, what if I want this? And then again, your mind starts filling in some of those intangibles that we never even think about until, until we stop and consider all of our options. So that's pretty much it for me for, for this. I just really wanted to take what that friend of mine said about not wanting to transition, make a change, reach for something in her life that she really wanted to do. You know, I'm all about not ending up in the land of regret. I certainly am not going to be in my golden years regretting that I didn't take the opportunity to do some things. And that's what I encourage all of you to do. And in order to do that, think about your mindset. How are you approaching some things? If you see a change, a transition, uh, running after your dreams as starting from scratch, then I challenge you to rethink that because you probably have two, three, 10 great big bags full of all kinds of tools in your inventory to make it happen. So again, this is Mary McCartney. This is Don't Die Before You're Dead. And I dare you to get out there and live the life that you are meant to live. Till next time.